You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Thanks for tuning in to this very special episode of Hashtag Dork. It's a short dork, a.k.a. a dink, and it's all about Succession Season 3. My name is Rich Keefe. No Ryan Davey because he does not watch the show, so I found two gentlemen who do watch the show. It's Shark and Woody from Dorks Gone By. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing all right. How are we doing? What's going on? Uh, Nothing. I'm just excited about this show. It's... uh, so I watched it a little bit differently because I didn't watch season one and season two live. I watched it during, I guess we're still in the pandemic, but when the pandemic first began, this was one of the shows I binged. So I didn't have as long of a wait for season three as maybe, did you guys watch this right away? Shark, did you watch this? Yeah. Yeah. So- I, I, I was on it right from the jump and I feel like I may have texted you being like, hey, something to throw in the queue. Can't yeah. watch everything as we know. Um, but I, I've loved it from day one. Just the the dark the dark comedy. It's uh, so good, real good. Um, so that's what hooked me in right away. But you had a long wait. Did you? Was that same for you, Woody? Yeah, I was in two on season one. It was harder to convince people to get in after season one. It was a little less established, like any new show. But once season two got rolling, it was really easy. Just like Shark said, the dark comedy and kind of one-liners it's a constant one-liner and like meme it was just it was made for binge watching so i'm kind of jealous of you a little bit and yeah the delay uh killed me a little bit Wait, and it's almost it's almost a hard show to like describe to someone if you're like hey tell me about the show what's great about i'm like uh it's just a lot of luxury porn like you know really rich people making fun of each other yeah, a super wealthy family that kind of hates and loves each other at the same time people are like why is that different or exciting? You know, it is It is different. And it's also one of those shows where it's not the most complicated, but it's also not the most obvious. And and so when you're like, what just happened? And I'm like, well, I can't really explain like a billionaire's problem or like how shareholder work. I just, I know, I know that this guy is important. I know that this, this people, everybody on this table is important. Um, but again, some of that stuff is so foreign to me. It's a, like it's just such another level. But they do a, they do a pretty amazing job, and it's like it's obviously a fictional family, but you can tell. I think the writer or the guy was a Jeremy Armstrong who initially kicked the thing off. It was going to be about like the the Murdochs, uh, or and, and you're like, so they morphed it and added a few things. You're like, yeah, I definitely get what it is. I do think, and one of the reasons I really wanted to do this episode was because the finale was awesome. The finale was a great episode of TV. Just so it's working like reverse order here a little bit. But Woody, what was your immediate reaction to just the the the, the final episode of the season? 
final episodes of the season usually aren't the best episode of that season. It's usually the penultimate episode or one in the middle because the final episodes usually serves the one goal of the hook you for the next season. This one did that, but also tied up a bunch of loose ends and had a couple plot twists that even as somebody who, who's watched the show for, from the get-go didn't see coming at all, which is nice. And after you see it, you kind of look back and you're like, they've been setting this up for a while. I should have seen this coming. And it's always nice to get a surprise that you kind of don't see coming, but you are like, it was there for the taking and I should have saw it. Um, and, and it's a show that, like you said, that I don't fully understand what's going on. For me, it was a bit like watching Game of Thrones where somebody like Sharky had watched right, read the or book. had read all the books yeah. and knew the backstory of every character and everything. I hadn't read the books. So some of it was me asking someone like Shark, like, explain to me why these people hate each other or how they factor into all this. Whose brother is this? For this, <laughs> it's a little bit like that. But it didn't yeah. make me like Game of Thrones less and it doesn't make me like this any less. Yeah. Shark? It, you know, very much the same as Wood. Uh, I thought the Tom twist, I don't know if we're in spoilers. I, I assume we probably are. Oh, yeah, all spoilers. Spoiler spoiler away. Um, the, the Tom twist was as good a twist I can remember in, like, a season finale. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm suffering from recency bias. But I loved it so much and had the same feeling of, like, I didn't see this coming. I should have seen it coming. Looking back at it, it was set up so well, and it was just so satisfying. Like I, I lo loved uh, Tom and Greg, kind of that duo from from the jump, um, and seeing Tom's uh, sort of take his place, I guess, or like be the one to do the backstabbing um is was really satisfying in a lot of ways so it's yeah fun. it's been set up for about it's all three seasons really yeah. with with tom and tom's always been my favorite character i think he's hilarious and he's and he's an outsider and he's trying yeah. to fit in in this world and like his wife just straight up doesn't respect him nobody else there really respect him it's why his relationship with greg i think is is such an interesting one as he's trying to bring him in he talks to him more than any of his cousins yeah. ever even talk to him i had a feeling something with Tom was going to pay off. I didn't think it was this necessarily, but they did such a long build throughout the season about him going to jail. And he was going to go to jail. He was going to do the jail time. He, and a lot of really funny stuff about him looking up like what the food is like and toilet wine and just like constant stuff in like all the different places and what they allow, what they don't allow. And nobody's even really giving him the time of day. And he's just like constantly looking into it. And then there was a scene it was episode eight, maybe eight or nine or no, nine was the finale. There's only nine episodes. So it was like seven or eight. And uh, Logan basically just tells him real quick, like, uh, I won't forget. I won't forget like what you're going to do. And that line right there, I was like, all right, there is going to be some big swerve kind of thing where Logan's going to side with Tom over Shiv or Tom over somebody else. And it's going to be massive. And then they set it up more and more. And there's that great scene with Shiv and, um tom when they're when they're like having sex and she's just like i don't respect you i don't love you and that's why you love me and he's like what and it's like so true on her part and you're like that might have been the straw right there that broke the camel's back because it had been building up to that for such a long time but it's why tom to me is just such an incredible character and then that last scene though is just such a such a payoff with him the just, pat on the back Whoa. The, yeah. the final shot of him like behind Shiv like gives her a kiss on the head was just like such a knife in the back like it was it was a beautiful beautiful uh 
sent him a shot. And Shiv has no idea that it was him, right? I think she I, put it together. Oh, you do? I okay. think she did. Well, because she says something like, how could he find out so fast? And almost then on cue, they bring Tom, Tom into the scene. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck. So I was wondering that because, yeah, they do say, how did he find out so fast? And then us, the audience, is like, boom, we immediately see Tom. And then Logan recognizes that it's Tom. So like, they confirm it. But the fact that the that the boys or Shiv didn't tell him to fuck off or scream at him, I was like, maybe they don't know. I'm sure they will know, but I, I I'm still on the fence. I don't know about that one. Yeah, and and getting back to setting it up, there was the one scene too where Kendall and Tom are outside, and he's like, "You get fucked all the time." I'd never once seen Logan get fucked, and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Kendall's getting fucked again somehow, and Tom is definitely on Logan's side. It's very obvious then. Between that and the scene in the Denny's where he's prepping his 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 prep for prison food is going to Denny's, yeah. which is I mean, Tom has so many dry humors. And like when he talks about toilet wine, and he talks about how it can't be chilled. There's so many weird dry humor bits like that that are so that, good. Is that Denny's? But he, he's like, it's you know, it's not even this good. Like you got it's, yeah. it's even lower than this. Like what? We're That's eating. great publicity for Denny's. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, he's sitting there with Greg, and Greg's like, "Hey, Tom, will you just take my prison time for me and like get me off the hook?" And Tom's like. Yeah, okay. And he's like, nope, quid pro quo. And he's like, no. I'm like, okay, there's something going on here where this relationship just took a step to the next level. Because that's the first time in the history of this family that somebody's done something for another one, no quid yeah. pro quo. And, and it was that ties back to the last episode where Tom is like, Greg, you want to come over to the dark side here? Oh, yeah, and that Greg's was like, interesting because you're like, yeah. all right, what is he teaming up for? Like, what is it? What is yeah. he doing? My other question is to, to anybody who watches the show is – what does Greg actually do? Nothing. Why do they keep inviting no. him to these family events? He's barely a family member. No. He barely, he's hanging on by a thread. The one like real family member, his grandfather hates him, cut him off, giving his money to Greenpeace. And then me, and he's now suing Greenpeace. Yeah, Great Greenpeace thing. is bad. I love that callback. But I'm like, what does Greg, I, I know Tom gave him like a little office, but like, on a day-to-day, -day, what does he do and why is he valuable? Like, why does any member of the family even want him? With the exception of, like, I understand he had, because he was, like, cleaning stuff out, going back to that, like, he has information. Yeah. But outside of that, like, his actual day-to-day, -day, I have no idea what he does. I don't know what he makes. I don't know what he brings to the table. But it's just, I, it's just ridiculous. I, I think he's just a punching bag. It's yeah. like he he's the bottom rung of, like, the family. Like, everyone can punch down on him. Yeah. Like, Kendall, when he was tearing him a new one, was like uh, talking about. He, he's like, stay away from from my assistant, whatever her name is. Like, you're you're just can't do that. He fucking destroyed him, and he's oh like, God. he's like, yeah, no, I'm kidding. Or I'm joking. No, no, maybe yeah. I'm not. Am I? <laughs> and that's why Greg, like, why of any of the siblings that Greg turns on, or not his siblings, but of the three siblings, like. What allegiance does he have to them? They have all been horrible to him. Mm -hmm. Roman is constantly horrible to him. When he's trying to court the Duchess, Roman's <laughs> terrible to him. Kendall's terrible in the scene we just mentioned. Shib's terrible to absolutely everybody in the show. Of course he's going to go over to Tom's side. He's like, you're the only guy who's been the least bit of nice to me yeah. in the entire time I've had anything to do with this family. It is crazy, too. I think they finally – it took until the last episode of season three, so 29 episodes – 
but I think Shiv definitely finally saw what Kendall had been talking about. I'm not sure Rome. I think Roman half did. I still, it's hard to tell what he's really thinking because he's always, he's constantly quipping. He's constantly just saying shit mm-hmm. and you can always see like the wheels are turning with him. But I think even he was like, yeah, fucking Kendall was right. Like this is, this is what he yeah. kind of was warning us for such a long time. And Logan can just cut you out at any time and not, not give a shit. But they also had the power had they teamed up earlier to actually get the job done. They they could have they could have been running running the whole business right now. Totally. Yeah, it's the yeah, kick the dog analogy from the mother where mm-hmm. she says Logan always wants to kick the dog. Well, kicked Kendall early in season one, kicked Roman in this season by building him up to be the next, kicked Shiv earlier in this season in the end of season two. And he, he even at one point <laughs> When they're talking about political candidates, they're like, oh, well, you know, maybe we have one in the family. And it's like, oh, Jesus. The so, the, the eldest son bit killed me in the last episode. Just being oh, like, well, I'm the eldest son. It's like, you're not. <laughs> I'm the eldest son. <laughs> I'm the eldest son. I'm the eldest son. Fucking Connor. A sneaky, great storyline throughout is Connor's yeah. bid for the presidency. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But it's also crazy because, like, you know, just how sadly real it is that it's just like these rich people that pick the president. It's like a meeting that they're like, they just decided who the next president is. Like, well, what is it? And it's somebody's kid that's like, hey, how about me? I could be the president. And they're like, like, yeah, what about about this kid? What do you make of Connor and uh, and his relationship? Willa. And and Willa. (laughs) Great name. Yeah. Like I, 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 so she, I was thinking, like, as the show's going on, I'm like, she spends so much time with him that, like, why not? Why not just get married, like, and, and just do whatever you want, travel wherever you want, make that money? Because she, she's basically already committed to that lifestyle. And that's why I was surprised, like, she was, like, hemming and hawing about whether she's going to say yes. I'm like, you basically already are. And, and if I was reading it, she was like, well, I could still be, like, your, your fling. Like, I could be, like, you know, in the city, like, your city girlfriend. Like, it was so funny that that is more attractive than being than being like married to actually married to him. Um, I, I think that's like her whole play that he financed. And, and then he's like, well, maybe we can do it ironically. Like, oh, do like a hate, uh, hate watch. <laughs> like, of all time. Like the, yeah. play. the proposal was so weird where he's like, this is going to be a difficult conversation. And it ends in him proposing to her. Like, why is <laughs> that is that is not and- where I saw that going. Proposing at somebody's wedding is the lowest for even if it's your mom's second wedding or third wedding or whatever the shit. If that is the lowest form, like uh, just steal, just hijack that. By the way, the mom turning on the kids is not surprising, but it was like a pretty like serious moment in the finale there. Um, all right, what do you guys have for MVP of the season? To me, I already sort of tip my hat hand, uh, Tom. Tom, between the jail stuff, between him destroying Greg's office to, to because he knew he wasn't going to jail for the time, the weird scenes with Shiv, them talking about like freezing eggs, and then like that weird conversation about like whether they would have kids if one was alive or one wasn't, this whole stuff, and then obviously what happened at the end. But so to me, it's Tom. Is it anybody else besides Tom for you guys, Shark? For, for for me, it, I, I think it has to be Tom. Like, if I'm thinking of this, like, college football rankings, he probably started that, like, you know, in the 20s, and then he ends up, you know, very close to the top. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I think with him, which is interesting, I think he's less terrible than everyone else. He's just kind of, to me, is like, 
a run-of-the-mill kind of social climber or, the, yeah. or you know trying to climb the corporate ladder but he's not all the way terrible right and then he with that turn at the end he's like all right well i'm part of this family now i may as well do the full <laughs> turn um yeah who else can you root for i mean yeah. it's a family of not uh so and, and tom and greg's interplay is just so great if yeah. there's anybody else even on the board, it's probably Roman just because his one-liners are so great. And he mm. actually has this kind of rise where he seems mildly competent only to uh, flame out violently and dramatically. Um, Logan's pretty great from his UTI to everything. And just the way he, he does really always win. And it's kind of almost too much where it's like, you know, the murderer in a horror movie gets away with it every time. And you're like, well, how how has nobody figured this out yet? But, but He's a great those are the only two other candidates, as I see it. Logan, one of the all time supervillains for sure. I so you said you know Tom might be the only character to root for. I did find myself rooting for Kendall. I did. I think the way he's very sympathetic. I know he's very flawed, but that's also part of the reason why he is so sympathetic. And one of my favorite scene, one of my favorite episodes of the entire series was his birthday episode. And it was just so incredibly awkward. Oh, my God. So cringeworthy. He's trying to do things in a way for the right reason. He's also the only one of the four kids that I think realistically could run the company. But they had to – I think it was smart to for the character to, like, to make him an addict and to make him this. So, like, again, it's not, it's not the perfect transition. Like, you, there's still questions there. You don't know if you can trust them. But as far as, like, business sense, like, I think he's the one guy that, that could do it. And – Man, he, first of all, he's a great actor. And I know there was that story that was out there that he's like a lunatic, and then a bunch of people came out and they're like, actually, he's a great guy. Or like, whatever, I don't care. Like, he's a he's a good actor. He's a good character. Um, I kept like those conversations he had with Roman and Shiv throughout this. Like, he kept kept going back to him, kept trying to see if they'd break through, and they would just say the meanest shit to each other. And you're like, this isn't going anywhere. Uh, but so so anyway, I I did find myself rooting for for Kendall. It, w- one of the things that I. I find amazing about the show is I, I kind of find myself rooting for or feeling sympathetic to almost all the characters, like even Roman, uh, Shiv, and I always, almost have to remind myself or like the show reminds you, oh yeah, don't forget, like they they have some wild flaws where they're truly terrible people, but they're also victims of Logan and, you know, uh, not the best mom in the world. And, and so there's like a reason why they turned out that way. But um, yeah, I would definitely agree. Like, Kendall has a lot of moments. I also love what you brought the point and, and Rich as well around Kendall. Like they all have flashes of confidence where you're like, oh, like that's actually sounded really smart. And it's like, yeah. oh, like Shiv, you did just save this. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, uh, I, I, one of my favorite like one-liners was Shiv was like, Hey, I just kind of saved the company today, like you know. And Logan goes, "Carrie, get Shiva medal." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Logan's. Uh, it ends up being the pitch from Madsen to Logan to sell him on the Gojo buying the company is basically the same pitch that Kendall gives to Logan at the start of it and gets instantly dismissed. Kendall just because of his substance abuse problems, nobody takes him seriously. But if anybody mm-hmm. actually got him in a clear, coherent state. He actually can put it all together. Yeah. He just can't emotionally and due to the substance abuse stuff have it last very long. Yeah, and they're always like taking shit. There's like Roman makes a joke all the time about how like his his kids are never around and he never sees his like Kendall never sees his kids. 
fucking crazy scene too at the end where logan thinks that kendall is gonna poison him at that little one-on-one dinner so then he brings the fucking grandson out to eat the food oh in front of God. him you're like and kendall's like what did you think i was gonna do like you think it's gonna kill you right now hey i, I also love that his kid's name is iverson oh great <laughs> iverson of course it is uh best moments of the season we've hit on a bunch of them but obviously one of the best by far is when roman accidentally sends the dick pic to logan <sighs> It's just incredible. And that meme that was going around is so hysterical. The look that he gives him from the table. Slouching in the chair with his head down. And then I love how Logan's just going to fire Jerry. And and Roman's like, I'm not the biggest uh, feminist in the world, but I don't think it's a great idea to let her go because it's something I did. (laughs) But but that was just an all-time moment. And then... That's the thing with Logan, and I think Kendall even tells him when they're all doing like their truth bombs to each other, or maybe Shiv says it, I forget. But just like Logan's never gonna fully trust Roman either, because he's no, he, like Roman's like weird to him, or like he's just like he's yeah. too peculiar, and he's not gonna he's not gonna trust him. And he's like, and what he asked him, he's like, what are you a weirdo? Or he's like, what are you like? So he asked him something, and Roman's yeah. like, I don't, know, I don't know what to do. He's probably he's probably the most like I don't know if he's the most messed up. They're all pretty messed up, but yeah, he might be. Like his shit, like I don't know what's going on with him, and I don't think he's is different than anybody else's. His is different. He's he's a unique case, that's for sure. Yeah, the poison food in the one point when they're all together at Kendall's ex-wife's house, and the donuts arrive, and they're like, "These are poison donuts, right?" (laughs) And nobody will even open the box. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. What else, Shark? For best moments of the year. I, I loved the birthday party. Uh, like you mentioned, how cringeworthy it was, and like you kind of saw all sides of Kendall, like him being—I don't know—thinking he needs to be like this playboy who has all these, like you know, here's my guest list, and and trying to act like way cooler than he is, like is so cringeworthy. And then he's also like trying to find like really sadly like the present his kids made him. Like, yeah. like that, that was, uh, I, I just thought the whole episode was great. Also, one of the low key funniest things to me was, uh, as Kendall was like melting down, he was still rip shit over Connor wearing his jacket at the party. Kendall was wearing a jacket. He was yeah. wearing a pretty jacket the whole time. And he's like, tell Connor to take it off. It makes people think that it's cold in here. It's not cold in here or that he's going to leave. Like just to have him take it off. And he wouldn't take it off. And apparently they did. I I didn't watch all of these, but I caught one of the like after the episode five minute things. And apparently the actor who plays Connor, the dude from mm. Eric Bueller, I forget his name. He really had an actual like injury and they just like wrote it into the script. So like that arm sling that he's in is like real. And then it's like not in the rest of the episodes, but like they had to write it in. And he has like the jacket draped around it. And it was just like, like, yeah, why not? Go ahead. Go for it. Uh, what'd you guys think of uh, Matson, the fucking uh, Eric the Vampire from uh, True Blood, Scarfguard <laughs> coming in? I thought he was a pretty good character and pretty believable as sort of like this new wave. Like, we need your streaming and your tech to sort of go with our kind of old school stuff, but we have this huge catalog. Like, it, it made that that part of it made sense, and I thought he pulled off the character pretty good. Yeah, it'll be. I mean, I think that's going to be as we talk about where this goes from here i think he's going to play a role he's going to continue to be a, a key figure going forward you needed some you, every season you need some fresh blood and they had uh i forget the character's name but the lawyer at the beginning kendall's lawyer 
who was a prominent figure and helped compel the storyline along. But she kind of faded out as Kendall's case kind of faded out. You need some new blood to jump in and and have that interplay with the family and create some of that awkwardness and anxiety, whether it's the Pierce family, whether they're going to buy Pierce or they're always trying to acquire somebody or there's got to be some point of conflict that puts the family at odds. And he's the one that that they chose for the end of the season. I think he did a great job. Yeah. I thought it was good. Looking back at some of the other earlier episodes, uh, the scene where Shiv is going to speak at the company town hall back in episode three, and she's up there, and obviously there's all the allegations that are going on there, and then Kendall comes in, and you don't know what he's up to, but he's up to something, and then when Rape Me by Nirvana goes blaring over the speakers was just insane. Then the FBI comes in, raids the whole offices. That was a pretty crazy episode. I know some people, I didn't have any problem with it, but the first like three, four f- episodes, like kind of was like running in place a little bit. It's kind of like treading water. I think it was still good like character stuff, but like it wasn't the plot didn't really move along too much. But then everybody seemed to be pretty satisfied with how it ended. Like it really like jumped up a notch. And I think all that stuff kind of helped it. So overall, I thought it was a good season. Maybe the best season, either this or season two, are probably it kind of interchangeable for me. Yeah, okay. I agree. I, I, I thought the the ending was great. I thought acting like kind of throughout like yes. the, there's just phenomenal characters. Even like side characters or like smaller parts like Jerry and and like yeah. uh, Tom and Hugo. Like all those characters are just add so much to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a great season. And maybe one of the best scenes was when the three three siblings, not half siblings, full siblings, go outside to talk in the last episode and Kendall kind of confesses to killing the waiter. Yeah. And the way that family is just so cold-blooded that they can play it off, it's like, oh, well, it took them 30 minutes to get me a gin and tonic and, oh, you dove back in to help them. You did way more than I did. I would have run. It was just like, you guys are just cold and callous. But I guess that's like the only slightly sympathetic thing you've ever said to Kendall, really, ever. So... Is it, it nice or is it horrible? I don't really know. It, it, and uh, Woody, I, I love that point because like it was still kind of a touching scene, even though you're like, holy Roman, you are terrible making jokes about like, holy These shit. Are monsters. But, but, like, but he did it in positive. order, to, but he like made Kendall laugh and yeah. it was probably the best thing to say to Kendall because you're right because like he first was like, I killed somebody. And it's like, I guess, I mean like, technically like but he's right like you know like we all and we all watched that scene going back a season ago yeah. and you're like there there's a little bit more nuance to that it's not it says he didn't walk up to him and shoot him in the head like there's there's much yeah. more to what happened there and he kind of sees so my other thought is important scene he'd been sitting on that for a while obviously logan knew clearly but but the but his siblings didn't know do they turn that on him at some point or do you think they've kind of advanced enough where that is not going to be ammo against them and they'll kind of kind of leave that alone? Or I feel like with this family, that's going to eventually get brought back up again. I don't know. It's going to get brought up, but you notice Kendall didn't mention his father's involvement. So no. now that leaves open the possibility of does Kendall leverage it with his father to bring him back in or does he use it against his father as his father was complicit in this? I want an immunity deal to implicate uh this guy they can they have a lot of options left to them there yeah there are they're in a tricky they're in a tricky spot um i just i wonder where they're gonna go from here like what are their alternatives and the other thing is too do you think logan 
is really prepared to just like get all of his kids off the board. Like I don't. Right? Like, what are you shaking his head? Like I, I don't. Like he always has a he always has like a second move up his sleeve, and it's like he's not gonna tell his kids exactly what he's thinking. He never tells them exactly what he's thinking. But I feel like again, the name of the show is Succession. It's not gonna end with Eric from True Blood as the head of the whole <laughs> thing. It's not gonna happen. Do we want to make predictions on what we think is gonna happen going yeah. forward here? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think probably this is the kind of show where you probably have two seasons left. I feel like a strong narrative arc that you can do the next season. Basically, I think it has to be the kids fighting to try to keep the company or get back into the company. Um, I think we're going to see Shiv and Tom get divorced. We have Tom and Greg aligned. And then does Kendall go to trial or does he use it against Logan? Cause I think that'll play in season four and, Logan's health was made a big issue of most of the three seasons up until the last several episodes. Somewhere in the next two seasons, I think Logan gets sick to the point he can't control the company um, or passes away. And I think that's the only way the kids ultimately get control. And then season five is kind of the post-Logan era. Where does the company and where do the kids go? Like, are they involved in the company or do they have their own stuff going on because the company couldn't? survive without the central mass that was Logan Roy. That's interesting. I I also wonder if Tom and Shiv stay together and it just moves the power dynamic slightly. Like Tom gets a seat on the board or something and Shiv doesn't and then they have to work together. You're right. It doesn't that's gonna be Kendall birthday level awkward if they stay together. But honestly them together previously was pretty awkward. <laughs> they weren't the most compatible couple in the world something yeah but i i'm definitely fascinated to see how that's gonna work and then all along, like greg's gonna be like vice president of some shit where he doesn't do anything but he's, he's gonna, gonna be, run parks because yeah, he kind of never truly picked a side he was ping-ponging around oh the stuff with him finding that lawyer was pretty good during the season two his lawyer <laughs> and then when they sent the lawyer and he's like i i'm not saying yes but like who's this like i'm your no i'm your lawyer right and he's like, uh, he had no idea what to do. But yeah, he'll be he'll be kind of pushed up the, the thing a little bit. And then I wonder if we get into any more of Roman and Jerry or if that's done. Like, is that storyline run its course or does that have to kind of keep going? As long as I don't have to see more of Roman's penis. Um, and probably for the I'm best. Good with it. Probably for the best. Shark, where do you think this thing, uh, this thing goes? Uh, uh, I, I'm kind of uh, with Woody on, I think Logan's health is going to be a key issue or key theme at some point so they'll bring that back up um yeah i i think that there's obviously going to be a lot of like okay how do the three siblings come together uh i'll be really interested to see if that works at all or if it is just like the worst idea like we should just all go our separate ways take our billion dollars or whatever we're worth um i obviously won't do that for the show but um it's i'm I'm gonna be really fascinated to see them trying to work together for once. Does Connor actually run for president? I wonder. He's pulling at one percent, isn't he? Kind yeah. of already. Kind of. He's got his hat in the ring. You might as well. There's real presidential candidates who poll at one percent in real life. So why not? Yeah, good point. So uh, who knows how long it'll uh, take to have season four or whatever? But but season three was yeah. uh, was awesome. Uh, any final thoughts on this before we wrap up the uh, the stink? What do you anything else that we didn't mention? My I can't 
beyond this without saying the favorite quote, which was about Tom, with Greg's suing Greenpeace, where he says, do you think it's possible to sue a person, a grandparent, for example, in a way which is like an affectionate way? <laughs> he gets held up by the Nazis. Where, uh, Greg's, Greg the Egg is the best. And uh, the scene in court in the earlier season where they talk about talking about making uh you can't make a tomlet without making a bunch of Greg's and he does do it 36 times. I if we get more of that going forward, I'm all in. I I will watch this forever as long as you get that. And there's also the scene where he was talking with um uh the Contessa or whatever she is and she's talking about like Carrie or whatever and he's like, yeah no not Greenpeace. So I got I got some there's so many good just like little lines that uh, like i honestly want to go back and listen for like all the quips and all the little things like one thing that i don't know why it cracked me up so much was when they were going back and forth to the negotiations with uh, pierce was around the private jets and they kept calling them pjs that's the dry humor that stuff that like isn't really funny, but it is like just because of the way it's delivered and like the reference. And so, yeah, like the fact that you have an abbreviation for private jets is like funny in itself. What was the line that Tom said to him where he's like, because <laughs> you're going to sue Greenpeace? He's like, what's what's left? And I forget what the fucking line is afterwards, but it's oh, so he says something funny. like, um, good for you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's like, I like your style, Greg. <laughs> yeah, it's only like right, Greg. You're gonna stew Greenpeace? Oh my god. I'm just looking at there's there's like an article that has like the 10 best scenes or quotes or whatever. Talking about Logan blocking Kendall's number permanently. That was a pretty good one. Uh let's see. The oh, one yeah. the scene with all the siblings in Kendall's daughter's room is pretty good where they where they insult Roman and he leaves and then he comes back. He's like, what are you guys talking about? I didn't leave. I was just, I was just going to the bathroom. Yeah. No, that one was pretty good. There was also all those weirdo, uh, like all the different like pre presidential candidates that they kind of met and like went through and like, they were all different degrees of shitty. Is that coming oh, back in? Like I, I maybe, maybe the, I uh, know. I forgot about Roman pushing Kendall over at his birthday party. That was a weird scene. Cause there was, it just kind of like ended from there. And you're like, because they usually don't get physical. And you're like, all right, that was awesome. You didn't get pushed that hard. If I push either of you two and you fall over like that, that's on you. Yeah, that's like, true. It wasn't. Really it. Oh, when uh, when uh, the the mother like the night before a wedding told Shiv she should have had dogs. That, that was brutal. That As was Shiv's thinking about having children. Yeah, and then Shiv's speech was like equally brutal. Yeah. Uh, at her mom's wedding and, and then being like, I hope you have the marriage that Tom and I have, which like was such an insult to her, but also to Tom. To Tom, too. Oh, for sure. To everybody. Just just brutal. I thought that they they kind of laid it on thick where I thought she was pregnant and maybe she mm. is because there was a couple of times there was even one where they were kind of talking about it and the the camera did like a quick pan to like her stomach and then like pulled mm. out. And then there was oh. something else, they, and they mentioned it a few times, and not not just like when they were like literally talking about it, like whether they were going to or not, but they definitely kind of tried. And so I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened season four that she is. Actually, you know what? We just solved it. 
they are going to get a divorce with Woody, and then you find out that she's pregnant. It's a classic soap opera thing, and then they're going to yeah. be like, ah, maybe we don't. Yeah. There we go. Speaking of soap you. opera things, is Logan having another fucking kid? I was going to say. He's 10,000 oh. years old. Right. Oh, yeah. physically possible? The girl with the, the bangs down to here? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of bangs. Uh, and then the other one on this this Mashable website mentions the Shiv's conversation with Jerry. That was a pretty good oh, one. Where yeah. She's like, well, like for the company, like you probably should come forward. Like if you feel like this is like it. She's like, I'm good. I don't need to do anything. And you're like, well, yeah, Shiv insinuates it's bad on Jerry right. if she doesn't come forward because she doesn't have any balls oh, to yeah. like stand up for herself. Brutal. Brutal. All right. Well, great stuff. Thanks, fellas, for coming on. That is our uh, succession recap and review. Uh, tweet us at Dork Podcast or comment on the YouTube and uh, let us know what do you guys thought of season three of Succession, your favorite parts, your MVP, and what to expect in season four. So for uh, for Shark and Woody, I'm Keith. Enjoy the rest of the night. We'll talk to you guys later. See ya.